It's an invitation that he offers to every one of us. Go all in. Jesus is telling us this world has nothing to offer you that is greater than me. Go all in. Is the reality of who Jesus is. Have we gotten to the place where we just say he is worthy? He is worth it. He is worth pushing all my chips to the middle of the table. Maybe for you today, it is time to ante up. Grabbing his hand, it costs you nothing, but it will demand everything of your life. It's time to go all in. I'm 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 all in. Five hundred and eighty-nine of you, both here and online, last week said those words. I'm all in. You texted that in. Some of you thought, well, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not gonna do that texting thing, but you thought I'm all in. Good job. We're so excited for you. But what did you sign up for? That's what we want to talk about. What does it mean for you to actually be all in? Because text messages are like toilet paper these days, right? You get like 10 of them and you're like, nah, look at that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what does it mean for us to really follow Jesus? To become all in followers of Jesus. We are so serious about this as a church that we have said it's our new mission. It's our new mission statement to help lead people to become all in followers of Jesus, not just churchgoers, not just nice people, not just great neighbors, but we want you to become all in followers of Jesus. We want you to push all of your chips to the center of the table. Today, I wanna talk about your time, your time. And I wanna start with a question for you this morning. What's an hour of your time worth? What is an hour of your time worth? If you're online, you can go ahead and type that into the chat. What do you think an hour of your time is worth? I asked this question throughout the week to a whole bunch of folks, and I just asked them over and over, hey, what's an hour of your time worth? Some of them, mostly business-type people, they had a number in mind. So some of you, at this moment, you have a number in your mind. You're like, I charge X amount per hour every day that I work. That's what my time is worth. Some of you would say, well, it depends upon what I'm doing. That's what determines how much my time is worth. If I'm Netflix and chilling, not really that much time worthy, right? It's not worth that much, right? But if you're a parent and you have young children, how much is an extra hour of sleep worth, okay? A lot. That's what it's worth, right? What's What's an extra hour of time with that girl that you're falling in love with worth? Or that guy that you're falling in love with? What's an extra hour with them worth? What's an hour extra of time with a loved one who's about to pass away worth? What is your time? 
worth. See, I think our time is incredibly valuable. And however you answer that question, however you answer that question, it will actually help you understand who you're going to become. Here's a statement based upon that question. And the statement is this, how you spend your time today will determine who you will become someday. How you spend your time today will determine who you become someday. So most of us will, either this afternoon or early tomorrow, start thinking about all the things that we have to do this week. And this is how we usually build our schedules. We ask the question, what do I need to accomplish? What I wanna encourage you to begin to think about is flip that question. Instead of asking, what do I need to accomplish? And then just filling out your schedule based upon all the things that you need to get done, flip that and ask this question. Who do I want to become this week? Who do I want to become this week? And then look at your schedule and your calendar and begin to say, what are the things in my calendar and schedule that are going to lead me? toward who I want to become, and even better, who God wants me to become. See, I I don't think we become who we become on accident. Like, let me give you an example. I'll pick on myself first, okay? So let's say that I tell you that I want to be a good dad, I want to be a good husband, that I want really to love my family well, and then you follow me around for the week and you see that I have significant chunks of time set out for my family, that I have dinners with them where we do devotions every single night, where we get together and have a lot of fun on Saturdays, where my kids get dropped off at school and I'm there with them and I pray with them as we're on our way to school, you would see that I'm engaging with them in my time. You would say, yeah, okay, you actually want to be that man someday. You want to be a good husband and a good father. But what if I said to you, I wanna be a good husband and a good father, and then you followed me around for the week and I spent no time with my family. Instead, I spent all my time working. I spent all my time, 70, 80 hours a week, just working, 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 never at home for my family, never at home for dinner, not there even when I'm present, right? Present, but unaccounted for even when I was there. What if you observed that and I said, I wanna be a good father and a good husband, wouldn't you say, well, that's a good aspiration, Brian, but I don't think you're going to become that. Because your time that you're spending today is determining a different pathway for who you will become someday. Who do you want to become? How will you spend your time now to determine the man or woman that you become someday? I want to turn our attention to Luke 14. Luke 14, 15 through 24, to look at a short parable of Jesus, a story of Jesus to get more insight into this question about our time. So Luke 14, 15 through 17 says this. 
when one of those at the table, so they're sitting at a table, they're having a conversation with him, meaning Jesus, heard this, he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom. Let me give you a little bit of context. So they're sitting there and they're having a conversation about what the kingdom of heaven is like. And Jesus is giving them pictures. And one of the main pictures that he's giving is that it's like a table. It's like a feast. It is like sitting with the king of kings that we just sang about and being at the king's table. And so he said, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servants to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. Come for everything is now ready. So Jesus is sitting around and he's trying to paint a picture of what the kingdom of heaven is like. And he paints the picture of like Easter brunch. And I just want a shameless plug here, okay? I haven't figured out who's got a really good Easter brunch or Mother's Day brunch in Bozeman yet. So if we've got any entrepreneurial folks out there, come up with a good one. Like, I love brunch, okay? You don't get a neck this size on accident. That's just how it works, okay? I love me some brunch, right? Give me some, some sushi and some shrimp and those little crab cakes from like Red Lobster. Did your mama ever make you anything as good as those crab cakes? No, okay? I love you, mama, but nothing like them Red Lobster crab cakes, okay? I love brunch and I love getting around a table with my family. Uh, our family uh, has this ritual where every four or five years we uh, all go to Hawaii and we go with all of the grandkids and all of the families who stay in the same place. We already booked our condo for two years from now because we're so excited about it and it costs a little bit of money so we have to save a little bit. Okay, so, so we go and one of the things we always do is we, we go out for a couple great meals. And, and one, of the, one of the meals we always do is a brunch together. And we'll go out to some beautiful place sitting out over the ocean and there will be just this whole lineup of food, prime rib and, and lobster and all kinds of stuff. And we'll just load up and hang out and we'll sit around these tables with our whole family. There'll be like 35 of us sometimes sitting around and telling stories and laughing and enjoying each other's company and the food. And everything is just, in those moments, it just feels like there's, everything's just perfect. Everything's just so incredibly great. It's one of those moments you just want to take and capture it and keep it forever. Have you ever had a meal like that? A meal where you're sitting around a table with people that you love and care for and you just think to yourself, man, I wish that this could last forever. Well, Jesus is trying to explain to those that are sitting around and he's trying to teach to us that that is what the kingdom of heaven is like. The reason that you think, man, I wish that this moment could last forever is because eternity is written on your heart. And you're hoping that this will last forever. And Jesus is explaining to them that this can last forever. And it starts with an invitation. There's an invitation from the king. And the invitation is this. Come for everything is now made ready. Everything in Greek means everything. Okay? <laughs> It doesn't mean something. It doesn't mean a little of thing. It means everything. 
Jesus says, come, that's the invitation, for everything is now made ready. See, I think we undersell the Christian life. And I think we undersell it sometimes because we're not living in the fullness of it. Life with Jesus is a life of everything. If you think that life with Jesus is just a life of something on Sunday morning at nine o'clock or 11, or, or whenever you get around to it on, um, on whatever site you're watching it on or podcast you're listening to it on, it's just, it's just something you, you don't understand the fullness of the life of Jesus. Because Jesus says, everything is now ready. And I just think we undersell this so much as Christians. I think that, that the Christian life would be so much more enticing to those outside of that if we actually lived into the fullness of the reality that everything is now made ready for us. I want to say this, and I want to say it boldly. I'm not saying this pridefully, but if you don't know Jesus, and if you only know Jesus sort of, I'm just going to say this. My life's better than yours. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. My life's better than yours. Jesus makes my life better. Let me, let me give you some examples. When something hard comes into my life, I don't freak out for that long. <laughs> that's more honest. Okay. I was going to say, I don't freak out, but that's not true. My wife's sitting right there. She's like, mm, watch it now. Okay. So, okay. I don't freak out that long. Here's why I don't freak out that long. Because I'm not in charge. I'm not in control. And I don't need to be. There is a good God who knows everything. Everybody say everything with me. Everything, right? He knows everything. He knows exactly what I need. So if I'm going through something hard, it's because he's allowing me to go through it. He's allowing me to go through it. For some reason or another, he's saying, hey, you're gonna go through this moment because I know everything. So I don't freak out. I, I go to prayer. I go to a good father and, and I don't wish that things get better. I trust that things are gonna get better. I don't, it's like, when I say I hope things are gonna get better, that's not I wish things are gonna get better in my vocabulary. When I hope, I know. I know that things are gonna get better. Now, does that mean the situation's gonna get better? Nope, I don't know that. I could have a long suffering life the rest of my life, but I would still spend eternity with Jesus. And even in the suffering, even in the suffering, there would be a redemption, right? I go into the joys of life. This past week, I was hiking around looking for antler sheds because that's what I do. And, and I was looking for elk and we were just having a great time, me and a buddy from church here. And I looked around at one point and I just said, look at that. Like we live here. And listen, I didn't think to myself, oh, this is a really great accident. I'm glad that this big, huge cosmic accident happened and that we're sitting on this hill having this specific conversation about our faith, looking out at the grandeur of the Paradise Valley on accident. I didn't think that. I thought to myself, God, you are amazing. And all of your creation points to you. And you ordained this day for me to be on this hillside, not finding any antlers. And I'm a little mad about that, Jesus. 
but I'm with a really good friend and we're talking about really deep things. Both of us tears in our eyes because we're sharing life and faith with one another and there is no possible way that this is an accident, Jesus. I eat every meal in gratitude toward Jesus. I'm, like it's a gift from him. That's how I look at it. I breathe every breath knowing I can't even manufacture the air that I breathe. Everything is now made ready. If you're, if you're sitting here in the room or online and you're wondering, should I come to Jesus? I, I, didn't, I didn't text in last week, but I'm still wondering about it. Yes, everything. Everything is now ready for you. Here's the problem. We don't always respond to that invitation. We don't always respond to that invitation. Sometimes we, we give an honest RSVP, right? We give an honest RSVP and the honest RSVP is this. I ain't got time for that. I don't have time for that. I mean, it sounds good. Everything is made ready, but like, I, I, I just don't have time for that. Jesus continues his story, Luke 14, 18 through 20. But they, meaning the ones who received invitations, all alike began to make excuses. The first one said, I, I just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please, excuse me. Still another said, I just got married. So I, I can't come. Their honest RSVP is simply, I don't have time to come to the party where everything is made ready because I've got something that my time deserves, that is more important. And we do this. We do this. The offer from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is that everything is available. All you gotta do is come. And we say, Jesus, I, I just don't, I don't have time for that. The first, the first person says, uh, I, I, just, I just made an investment. I just, I just bought some land and, and I got to go and see it. Please, please excuse me, Jesus, right? Like, listen, some of you are like, Jesus, once I get through this financial deal, like once I get to this spot in life and I make X amount of money, then I'm going to give my, everything to you. I'm coming, I'm coming. But I got, like, Jesus, I got to get there first. I got like, like, I know you have everything, but I got something going on here with my time and my something is worth more than your everything, so I gotta, I gotta get there financially. You, you gotta understand, Jesus. Like, I'm a responsible adult. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take care of things. I gotta, I gotta manage things. I gotta, I gotta make this next business deal. And we say, I can't come. I can't make time for you, Jesus. The second person says, I just bought five yoke of oxen. I don't even know what that means. Uh, I'm just gonna, like, um, maybe it means like a boat, okay, <laughs> right? So now this one's real, right? Entertainment, purchases, stuff. Wow, Jesus, I'll just come to you after I, you know, after I live it up a little bit 
more. I mean, I got, I got some things in my life that I want to do. I got a thing. I got this thing on my bucket list, Jesus. And I really want to do it. And I'm not sure if you're okay with it. But like, once I get that done, once I buy that thing, once I get that house, then I'll come to you. I just got to get it all settled. I just, I just got to fill my own soul a little bit, Jesus. Gotta, I just got to love me and, and do you. Do, let, let, let you do you, Jesus, and I'll do me, okay? So like, just let me, let me be. I ain't, got, I ain't got time for that. The third person says, I, I just got married. That, that actually seems like, well, that should be pretty honorable. <laughs> but Jesus isn't looking at it like that, right? Hey, hey, Jesus, I finally, I finally found her. She completes me. She, she gives me everything for a month. <laughs> I finally met him, Jesus. He loves you, and, and I, I think he loves you, and he may not love you, but I think I'm gonna mentor him to love you. If I can just, if I can just, we can just, Jesus, we just got to get married. Like we just, we're just going to move in together, Jesus. And we're just going to hang out a little bit and like act like marriage without uh, the paperwork and without the covenantal love and all that stuff that you talk about. Jesus, we're just going to do that thing. Okay. Somebody, somebody getting uncomfortable in the room or online. Okay. Yep. Right. So I can't come to you yet. Let's grow up. I want to make an adulting statement. An adulting statement. It's funny to me that, like, we actually have to talk about adulting these days, but we do. So I'm just going to go with it, okay? Adulting statement is this. Kids make excuses. Adults make choices. Kids make excuses. Adults make choices. My kids... My kids love excuses. I don't know. I don't know about you, but if you've seen kids around, they love excuses. Like, hey, hey, why'd you hit your sister? Well, she she made me, Dad. She made. What do you mean she made you? Well, she she made me. Why'd you yell at your brother? Well, he started it. He started it. Why didn't you brush your teeth? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Sorry, Dad. I didn't hear you. Right. Why aren't you dressed and ready for church again? How many of you had this this morning, all right? Like, why are you not ready for church? All I asked you to do is put pants on. That's all I asked. I did everything else, just put your pants on. Well, I couldn't find them, Dad. Couldn't find them. They're sitting on your bed, okay? Kids make excuses. Kids make excuses. Adults make choices. We make choices, The choices we make right now with our time, they impact who we're going to become someday. The way you spend your time now will determine who you become someday. We are those who are called to make choices. And our choices have consequences. We either come to the table or we don't come to the table and the story gets heavier. So follow with me in Luke 14, 21 through 24. It says this, The servant comes back and reports to the master and reported what what I just talked about. He reported, they're too busy. They ain't got time for you. The servant comes back and says this, and then the owner of the house became angry and he ordered his servant, 
Go out quickly in the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you have ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Heavy words from Jesus. What he's saying is if we reject Jesus. We walk away from Jesus. We walk away from everything for something. The seat might be taken. Like some of you are like, well, next year, I'll, I'll really follow Jesus. Five years from now, I'll really follow Jesus. Ten years from now, I'll really follow Jesus. When I, when I just get this all in line, then I'll figure it out and I'll follow Jesus. Why not, why not now? The invitation is in front of you. Why not now? What else is more important with your time than following after Jesus? So the question is simple. What choice will you make? What choice will you make? Will you come to the table or will you not? Will you accept that invitation or will you deny that invitation? And and I want to talk to to two sets of people today, right? So some of you just haven't come to the party yet at all. You didn't text in last week. You're still on the fence about this Jesus thing. You still need to be convinced. Send me an email. I'd love to talk to you. Let's chat. Let's figure it out, right? I'm just telling you, my life is better than yours, okay? And I think God wants your life to be better too. I think Jesus wants to come into your life and make your life deeper and sweeter and more whole than you can ever imagine. That's the offer to you. Everything, everything is offered to you. And so some of you, you gotta respond to that invitation. In some way, shape, or form, you have to respond to the voice of Jesus. Now is the time. That's one group I'm talking to. And then there's a second group I'm talking to. And that's those of you who said, I'm all in with Jesus last week. But you're not all in. You're half in. You're like a quarter of the way in. You stuck one foot in and then you fell out the boat. I'm like, where'd you go? Like the boat's over here. And you're like, I don't know. I didn't have time for it. Couldn't get all the way in, right? And the offer for you is not to go halfway in. It's for you to go all the way in with Jesus. One of the best ways for you to go all in with your time. I want to make this really practical is this. One solid step for this second group of you is to find your circle. I had a conversation with someone just a week and a half ago. And we were talking about the size of Journey Church. And honestly, he was struggling and, and didn't know if he could make this his church home because it's a big church. He said, lots of people. I don't know if I can make it as church home. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to probably go somewhere else. And, and I, I didn't have, I'll be honest with you, I didn't have a great response for him. I just wanted to listen to him and hear him out. But, but if I get a chance, I'm going to respond to him again. And this is how I'm going to respond to him. Do you have a circle? Do you have a circle at Journey? 
See, we, we move from rows to circles. That's what Bob's been preaching this, teaching this since way before I got here. We move from rows to circles, meaning Sunday's not enough. Sunday's not enough. Here's what Sunday people sound like. Eventually they come to me and they say things like this. You're not feeding me on Sunday. And I'm like, listen, it's not my job to feed you. You need to feed yourself. You need to grow up, read your Bible, pray and listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm just an additive. That's what I am. I'm like dessert on Sunday, okay? You need to feed yourself. Well, where can I learn how to feed myself? In your circle. Wanna know why? If I sit up here and I talk about prayer, you don't get to talk back to me. It's a monologue, people, okay? Like sometimes I wish you'd talk a little more back at me, but uh, you know, we're not there yet, so it's okay. But listen, okay? Like in a small group of people that you trust and know and love, you're gonna share. You're gonna share more. You're gonna talk about how do I pray? How come I'm struggling with my prayers? How come God doesn't seem to be answering me right now? Hey, can you help pray for me? You'll learn in there how to read the Bible together. Because I know half of you are like, I just, I don't know where to start. I don't know how how to begin. I don't know how to do this. Well, you know what? That's what your circle will help you with. They will help you learn how to read and discern the word of God. You'll do it together. It's not that scary. And you'll figure it out together. Somebody will bring a study Bible with all these notes on the bottom and they'll sound like me without the jokes. It was awesome, okay? It'll be awesome. You'll learn together how to listen for the voice of God. There's no better place for you to listen for the voice of God than with other amazing Christians. Why? Because it's a taste of the banquet. It's a taste of the banquet. Here's a real story. Friday, told you that whole, I went and tried to find antlers, didn't find any. Um, so I text Lori and I'm like, hey, let's go out on date night. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna get home on time. We'll go out on date night. She's like, we have a small group tonight. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I was like, oh man, Really? My small group leaders are here, so I'm not going to look at them at this point. Um, so, so, okay. Hey, guys. Um, so it's not why we were late, by the way. We just thought it was the wrong time. Okay, so. But, but I was like, man, I really want to go on a date, and we haven't been on a date in a while. And, and so I'm like, okay, we got small group. And, and we went there, and like, like it was worth my time. It was worth my time. I got to sit around a table and eat this incredible meal. This incredible meal was like this vegan meal, so I had threw hot dogs in it just to make it a little healthier. And so, this is awesome. It's like, thanks for the hot dogs. She was like, I, don't, I didn't know I made those. Okay, anyway, so. Um, and man, we just had such a good time. We laughed. We started working on a Bible study that we want to learn and work through as a group. We shared what's going on in our lives. We were, we were there till like 9.30. Like, like, like you had to drag, we, we had to drag ourselves out of there. And guess what happened? The next day, we hung out with them again and it wasn't even planned. It's like, hey, we had so much fun hanging out with you. Let's do dinner again. So we did dinner with them again last night. Why? 
Because you have these moments in life where you're like, I wish this could last forever. And that's what Jesus invites you into. He wants you to find a circle of people so that you can get just a taste, just a taste of eternity. Practical, practical. So Michelle Quigley is our Connections pastor and she has been working tirelessly on this. She has taken us from, get this, 11 groups as of the end of last year to 32 groups in the last four months. Come on, yeah. So Michelle is on vacation. Good job, Michelle, because you deserve it, all right? Um, She's gonna be back soon. Um, but, But here's the thing, each and every Sunday, you can walk out these doors and you can go to the Connection Corner. And there'll be people over there who will talk to you, encourage you, and help you try to figure out what could possibly be your circle. We've got circles for all different types of people, all different times, right? If you're, if you're single and you want to have a men's Bible study in the morning on Saturday, we got that, right? If you're a family and you want to have uh, kids around and you feel like you can actually do a Bible study with kids running around, which sort of can be done, you, we have those all over the place. We, like, we have all kinds of groups. We got a group for you. And, and if we don't have a group for you, here's my commitment, and here's Michelle's commitment. I know she would say this if you stand here. We will, we will make one for you. We will find it for you. But we need your help, and we need your time. Because some of you shouldn't just be engaging in one. Some of you should be leading one. If you're thinking, I'm not getting fed enough around here, guess what? It's because you're stagnant. You need to feed somebody. You need to be, you need to be somebody who's giving outflow. You've got all this inflow into your pond, and you're just becoming this big cesspool, okay? Give somebody something else that you have. Lead a circle. Okay, I'm going to end with this. Question worth repeating. What's your next step? You're going to get so sick of this question, right, Bob? So sick of it. It's going to be awesome because it's all we're going to ask you. What's your next step? What is your next step to becoming an all-in follower of Jesus? Give him your time. I promise you it's worth it. Let's pray. Jesus. Pray for those two groups of people that that I just talked about. Um, First, God, I want to pray for all of those who are sitting, waiting on the invitation. Who have been wondering, should I take the step of faith? Should I respond to the invitation? Should I trade my something for everything? Then Jesus, I I pray that they would take that step. That they would not wait, but they would do it now. If you're in the room or online and you're thinking, that's me, that's me, that's me, my heart's pounding right now, I just I want to pray with you. So you just pray quiet, pray quietly, pray silently, Jesus. I need you. 
I'm sinful. I need you to save me. And I need you to give me life. I pray that you would forgive my sins and restore me. And that you would seat me at your table. Jesus, I also want to pray for those who are considering what they might do with their time and how they might consider becoming part of a group. Make us bold, Jesus. There are some in the room that need to lead these groups. They have it within them. They, 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 they can make time. I pray for boldness pray for courage. I pray that you'd help them to make that step. And I pray for all those who need to join a group. They're feeling uh, alone right now, like nobody knows them and, and they need a circle of people around them. I pray that we'd be a church just full of circles. That we'd come together on Sundays and celebrate you and lead others to drop everything to follow you. And then we'd go back out and we'd be part of our family, our circle of people. And we would grow and mature with each other and with you. God, lead us in these steps. We love you, Jesus. We celebrate you. You are worthy and you are worth it. And we pray it in your name. Amen. Thanks for engaging with this content. If it was encouraging to you, we'd love for you to leave a review. Hit that subscribe button and share this content with others. We'd also love to connect with you. The best place to do that is journeyweb.net. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search Journey Church Bozeman and you'll find us there. If you'd like to give to our ministry, you can do that now at journeyweb.net slash give. Once again, thanks for engaging with Journey Church.